your feet if you can and just give God the praise if you will if you can't get up sit down and give him praise anyhow just give him some praise in the house tonight after all is said and done we serve the king of kings and the lord of lords the one who stands victoriously and he's the alpha and the omega and somebody should call his name tonight amen thanks very much god bless you I'm wrapping up. I'm wrapping up. Amen. And the church of God in Jamaica knows very well that I know how to wrap up. But we don't need to keep on saying the same thing every time. All we need now is a little extra. Wrap it up. Have a good altar call. Amen. A good altar call. Can somebody hear me tonight? Have a good altar call. And the church will be much the better off because we met in the Arden Old Snall tonight. So I'm going to wrap up. And before you open the Bible to Acts chapter 8, I will be finished. Or if you look for it on the thing you have on your hand, computer. And those of you who are following by the internet, I believe that we're having this thing, its services being streamed live. And I don't think I'm as ignorant as some people who, when they heard about somebody having a tablet, asked which doctor prescribed it. <laughs> I don't think I'm so bad. I think I now understand what technology is all about. And so those of you who are following by the internet or any other means, join with us. As we look in Acts chapter 8, the passage which should have been read earlier on, but we will go through in these short minutes. Acts of the Apostles chapter 8. And the focus for this wrap-up is, is on, from verse 5 to verse 25. And in that chapter, chapter 8, of the book of Acts. I'm suggesting tonight that we have a model for evangelism. A model. So if you want to take home a model, thanks to the panelists. We have a lot of manuals around. We have a lot of church growth manuals. But if there's ever a manual that you need to follow, as the panelists all said, is the manual of the word of God. Can somebody agree with me tonight? Amen. And if the Bible sets it out, we don't need to reinvent the wheel. We just need to go the Bible way. If you, if you continue like that, you won't go home tonight with these loud amen. Praise the Lord. But preach with me tonight anyhow. Amen. And make it flow because this is an important subject. And we cannot, cannot slight it. So I'm wanting to look at Acts chapter 8 quickly. And note three aspects of what happened in Samaria. According to the book of Acts chapter 8. And I'm suggesting that these three aspects that are evident. That were evident in the church and in the city of Samaria, these three essentials 
are to be evident today if the church is going to reach the lost at any and every cost. I want to suggest, first of all, as I just twist my notes around a little bit, I want to suggest, first of all, that there was a clear declaration of the gospel. And finally, Saul said that. In verse 5 of Acts 8, we read, Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ unto them. And then in verse 12, But when they believed Philip preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. And then in verse 25 of Acts chapter 8, And they, when they had testified and preached the word of the Lord, returned to Jerusalem and preached the gospel in many villages of the Samaritans. I want to suggest that the subject of the church is Jesus. You heard that earlier this week. Amen. The subject of the church is Jesus. Amen. And we pay tribute to all the pioneers and those who have served with distinction. But ultimately, it's Jesus Christ and him alone. Somebody should agree with me tonight. Jesus and him alone. And I just quickly say three things and I could preach a sermon on each of the points. Three things about Jesus. That I want to present to you. Which we must present to those who are lost. And those who are not so lost. First of all we need to present what I believe the Bible calls the eternal Christ. The eternal Christ. In Hebrews chapter 13 we read Jesus Christ. The same. Yesterday. Today and forever. In Revelation we read Jesus declaring through the prophet and through the, 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 the John on the Isle of Patmos. I am the Alpha and the Omega. The beginning and the end. When you read the epistles you'll find Paul talking about the Christ who is self-existent. Who was not brought into being. And just for your records, Jesus did not come into existence on Christmas Day. Just for your records. He was existing before. In Genesis we read that God said, let us. So that's another point. But note the eternal Christ. Undisputed. All time. Continuous champion. He is the name of Jesus. Never to be throned. Never to be dethroned. Never to be defeated. Somebody should agree with me on that one. Amen. And then not only do we know the eternal Christ. But I want to ask us even as the apostles preached. They preached the historical Christ. Yes Christ came into human being. Yes he was born of a virgin Mary. And he walked the streets of Palestine. Yes let's not ignore that Jesus was a true historical figure. Don't you forget that. And we worship him as the eternal Christ. We present him. To the world as the eternal Christ. And we present him as the historical Christ. But I want to suggest another dimension. To the Christ. 
that we declare. Thirdly, what I am calling the personal Christ. I'm calling it the personal Christ. Amen. If you only knew the blessing that salvation brings, you would never stay away. If you only saw the table, come on, somebody with me tonight, spread with lovely things, you will come to the feast today. For the door is open wide, and the Savior bids you come, and there is nothing you will have to pay, so be wise. And we are here tonight, having heard the call of Jesus. And we sang at the beginning, years I spent in vanity and pride. Caring not my Lord was crucified. Knowing not it was for me, he died. And I hear somebody also singing, I serve a risen Savior. He is in the world today. I know that he is living, whatever men may say. He lives. He lives. Christ Jesus lives today. He walks with me. And he talks with me. So I serve a Christ who is in my life. Can somebody say amen? I serve a Christ who is controlling my life. And I want to recommend Jesus to anybody here tonight. Anybody listening. Anybody watching. You can't go wrong when you come into that personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Can somebody agree with me tonight? And I am glad for that happy day. That happy day when Jesus washed my sins away. He taught me how to watch and pray and live rejoicing. Happy day. Can't beat a personal experience. For when you know that you know that you know. And when you know what you know. And you know that you know what you know. Nobody can beat that. Can somebody say personal Christ? So we present the eternal Christ, the historical Christ, and the personal Christ. Essential number two has occurred in the Samaritan city. Not only was there a clear declaration of the gospel, but there was confirmation. Of the power of the gospel. Amen. Now we're going to get into some arguments. Amen. Now all of the theologians are going to take me to pieces. For what I'm going to say next. But I want to know. And as I keep on telling everybody. You know, uh, and as you heard from the panelists. When you stick to the Bible. you know, When you stick to the Bible. Uh, when brother Sam Hines. Some years ago. Reverend Sam Hines. Said that he preached a message. Who is troubling Israel. And a certain premier or prime minister then was upset and, and, um, and, and, and asked Sam, what, what are you doing and talking about the nation? And, and Sam said, but I'm preaching from the Bible. And he went and checked the scriptures, the premier or the prime minister and came back and said, Sam, you're in the Bible, man. I can't trouble you. <laughs> Amen. You're in the Bible. I can't trouble you. So who agree or disagree? That's their problem. In verses 6 and 7 of chapter 8, we read, and the people with one accord gave heed unto those things which Philip spake, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. Can somebody hear what we just read in the Bible? For unclean spirits 
crying with loud voice, came out of many that were possessed with them, and many taken with palsies, and that were lame, were healed. And then I won't have time to read all of 18 to 24. I won't have time to read all of that, but you can read that when you get home, and you will find some more confirmation. What am I saying? I'm saying to the church that Jesus promised. Jesus promised that as we proclaim the gospel, the gospel would be confirmed by signs and wonders. Now I'm getting into some people's bad theology. For me to come and preach about signs and wonders in 2014. Well, I am here to declare that when Jesus said that you will declare the gospel and the signs shall follow, Jesus did not put an end or give a time frame and he could not do that because he by himself is eternal and God is not limited by dispensations. <laughs> we are limited by dispensation but God is not limited by dispensation and the same God of yesterday who healed the sick caused the lame to walk Somebody needs to hear that tonight. That same Jesus, the church of God sings, he's just the same today. If we don't believe that, lock up the assembly and go home. But thank God we serve a miracle working God. Can somebody agree with me tonight? We serve the miracle working God. The God who is able to do the abundantly above that which we are able to ask or think. So, not only did we find it happening in the Samaritan city, but if there's ever time in Jamaica, you mark this down. If there's ever time in Jamaica when some naysayers and some gainsayers and some skeptics and some agnostics. Come on, put on the other ticks, man. Them. Amen. Put on the other ticks. Call them co ticks or whatever you want to call them. If there's ever a time when we need a moving of the power of God that will silence the critics, come on, somebody, that will cause. People who doubt the power of God to understand that we serve the mighty God. And he's just the same today. Let Jamaica know that there is power in the name of Jesus. There is healing in the name of Jesus. There is deliverance in the name of Jesus. Somebody praise him tonight. I'm, I'm into no debate about certain things ending with the apostolic age. No debate. For God is the God who is current, who is not limited by time and space. The Samaritan church, the agnostics, including the man who wanted to buy it. So there is a man there, Simon. Simon the sorcerer, when he saw the power and the moving of the Holy Spirit that was going to mash up his business, 
I want to have somebody hear that. Simon was going to be put out of witchcraft business and sorcerer business because the power of God came into the lives of the people who now recognize their folly and turn to the only true hope whose name is Jesus. And the church in Jamaica in 2014, we are going to put some people out of business. Come on, hear me now. We're going to put some drug traffickers out of business. We're going to put some rapists out of business. I want to have somebody hear me. We're going to put some people who thrive on sinful practices and fool people and trap people. We're going to put them out of business by presenting the free, unadulterated gospel of Jesus Christ like Peter and John, and like Philip did, even to the city of Samaria. I, I end my tenure as executive chairman as I started my tenure. For you will recall that the first year assembly was under the tent. And the first night I preached was a gospel message. And guess what? I can't stop. Even when I'm not executive chairman, I still have my platform. <laughs> but my platform is that I know that there is power in the name of Jesus. And that this is the solution for Jamaica. For the heart of the matter is a matter of the heart. Amen. And I say that at every level, King's House, Jamaica House, Garden House, Opposition house, my house, your house, our house. I, I say that everywhere, that people will be sick and tired of hearing me, but I can't stop. And even when my body lies here at Wolfson Hall, so you know where you're going to have my service. Amen. Even when my body lies here, you're still going to hear me saying, the heart of the matter is the matter of the heart. Because I know that there is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's bay and sinners plunged beneath that blood lose all their guilty stain. There is power. Somebody say power. In the name of Jesus. And finally, not only was there a clear declaration of the gospel, not only was there confirmation of the power of the gospel, but there was transformation of lives by the power of the gospel. Read verses 8, 9, and verses 9 to 17 when you go home. And you'll notice three things that are evident there. One, there was full salvation received. Somebody say, can you have half salvation? Me don't know about the half salvation. I know about the full. And I'm not counter, I'm not putting that against the half or quarter. I'm saying it is full. So if I come in here with a full glass of drink, just allow me. The glass full. Don't tell me say it could have been half. It was full. If it's full, it's full. Amen. And so they got the salvation that they received. You just read it. They believed. They received. Then they received. 
as Peter, as Philip prayed for them, and the power of the Holy Ghost, the power of the Holy Ghost came upon them. Their lives were transformed, and you cannot be the same again when Jesus touches your life. Can somebody agree with me? And we need to declare that to Jamaica, to the lost and everybody, that there is transforming power. Power to change people from what they used to be. So I join with all the discussion about social activism. Oh, I'm glad about that. Amen. And the whole Jamaica know that I get involved in certain things that some people say I shouldn't be into. But I believe the church must be dear. Amen. <laughs> must be dear. We can't just sit on here. We must be dear. Amen. And so I am declaring, brothers and sisters, that we must declare the full gospel of Jesus Christ. And when we declare the gospel, people's lives are guaranteed to be changed. Amen. As to what we used to measure, all I'm simply saying, be faithful in the declaration and let the gospel, the holy life, tell the gospel story. So there was full salvation received, but there was also great joy displayed. Amen. For when Jesus comes into Samaria, Samaria cannot be the same. When Jesus comes into a life, he, you cannot be the same. It becomes a life that is sung by the church of God. It is joy unspeakable and full of glory. And the half has never yet been told. And that is what Jesus does. Amen. The transforming power. And if there's ever a time that Jamaica needs some joy, not just jump up. Come on, hear me now. Not my dance all joy. Come on, some of us know that that just goes so, comes so and goes so. But we're talking about the inner contentment. Amen. The inner contentment. For the word that is used to describe joy in Acts chapter 8 is the same word that is listed as part of the fruit of the Spirit in the joy that we have. Amen. Kara in the Holy Ghost. Somebody need to hear that. Amen. Joy in the Holy Ghost. And Jamaica needs a transformation. And a, your community needs a transformation. Some gloomy people are around. Some depressed people are around. And they need to hear good news. Somebody say good news. They need to hear good news. And we're going to declare it at any cost. And then I end by saying what I've already said. And what I will continually say is that there was a noticeable change. A noticeable change. Hallelujah. I sit with anybody who will declare that God is doing a new thing among us. Yes, the strong seems off strong, but I close tonight with the church to be encouraged. Continue to declare the gospel. Be open to the confirmation. Cut out the debates about whether this was and this can't be. And let's allow the Holy Spirit to do some power and some power work among us. Amen. Let the Spirit do the planning. Let the Holy Ghost take over the entire church. Not just at assembly time. Not just.
just at convention time. But let the Holy Ghost take you over and control you in your own lifestyle, in your nook and cranny, in your local congregation. Whether you have the money or you don't have it, you've got the Holy Spirit. Amen. And he can change lives and let the power of God ring across this nation. For our God is a God of the finished product. Stand with me, please. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Let the fire fall on me. Let the fire fall on me. The fire of consuming sin and Oh, let the holy fire from heaven fall on me. Come on, church, get ready for an outpouring. Get ready for a new birth in the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let, let the fire fall on me. The fire of Pentecost consuming. Oh, let somebody here tonight in the audience who's not yet saved. If you're not yet saved or you're a backslider, come up to the front and let us pray with you. Is there somebody here inside or outside? Come on down. Come on to this front and let us pray with you even as the church continues. Let the fire, let the fire fall on me. Somebody not yet saved, come Come and let us pray with you, even in this 